Know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. You know, things are almost back to normal. What? Normal? Well, however close to normal guys like us get. It is us, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher. Uh, he's he's about to head down to Assembly Hall to watch a basketball game. Why wouldn't I do that, right? I can think of no reason, man, because you're, you're a cream and crimson kind of guy. You know what? I am waiting to see if my Hoosiers can finally beat the Boilermakers after 10 drubbings in a row. <laughs> that tells you the state of what IU basketball has been. Yes, indeed. When Purdue has been significantly better. Yeah. So, all right. Well, tonight, as as a true fan of any of their team, tonight's the night, right? This is it. This is yeah. it. No more. This is. We'll it. see. <laughs> We're gonna get off the Schneid. <laughs> no, no more. Wait till next year. <laughs> Uh, but are, at least this one is in Assembly Hall, so at least for a little while we'll be happy and not yes. have to put it with too much. Too much with those, we don't have to put up with too many of those P people. Yes, yes. Boilermakers <laughs> are, are are not fun people to hang with. I no, know. no. They and they and the campus is ugly, and the girls are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there. <laughs> Jeff Smith at those weekend golf guys for for all Big Ten fans. Who, uh, who, they who know. now feel slighted. Okay, we're, we are going to uh, uh, transition from the basketball talk to the golf talk, because that's what we do. And first off, need to uh, make an announcement that uh, Jeff has taken on yet another little job. Been a and, fun one. It's going to be a fun we'll, one. Will be, uh, I mean, do you get to call yourself a columnist? Is that I don't know. I might be. I guess I could call it myself a columnist if I knew how to spell it. <laughs> there is an M and an N. It's it's called columnist. So Filling they're next up. to each other. <laughs> and you will and you will be showing up uh, monthly in Golf Magazine. Yeah. Uh huh. Right there on golf.com and uh, and Golf Magazine. There will be a monthly thing, a piece is what they call it now. Okay, a piece. So I don't know if we call it a column. Or a piece, but they call it a piece, so I'm going with a piece. So I'm going to do a monthly piece for the next 12 months. For How next about 12 months. And a lot of it's going to be on household stuff that can make you better at golf. And we're going to explore a few of those ideas tonight. Right here on those weekend golf guys. Hang on. Hey, it's Neil Michaels, and here on those weekend golf guys, we like to have a good time and laugh a lot. You know what's not funny? When I got hacked a few months ago and lost absolutely everything. Business information, my kids and grandkids' photos, things that are absolutely irreplaceable. It was after losing everything, I looked into Guardio. You see, these days the browser is where our information is stored. Passwords, credit details, addresses, information that must be guarded and protected. Guardio offers real-time protection that will keep you safe from online threats like scams, hackers, malware, and identity theft. Visit Guardio today and run a free security scan. The scan only takes a few seconds, and in a few clicks, you'll see what threats may live on your browser. It's truly affordable and crucial protection. Right now, listeners of those weekend golf guys get 20% off Guardio's premium protection plan. Go to guard.io slash golf guys and get 20% off. Let me say that again. Guard.io, not .com slash golf guys. 
Take control of your cyber safety with Guardio. Golf trip in the works? Think French Lick. French Lick Resort is the Midwest's favorite destination for golf getaway. Their Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses have been ranked number one in two in Indiana for 11 straight years. Once your rounds are done, hit the casino and play a little more. Go to FrenchLick.com to get started. Two amazing courses, one great destination you gotta play. FrenchLick.com. Must be 21 to enter the casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT or text I-N-G-A-M-B to 53342. It is, uh, I, I will say, it, it, it's, it's great to be back. The the, uh, the PGA show is about to happen next week, which usually marks for people in the golf industry the start of a new year. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the big companies aren't going to be there, though. No, they're not. That's, that's kind of scary. Well, they're all COVIDed out, right? I think what happens is this, right? So here's the whole world changing to more of the stay-at-home stuff. And a lot of business models changed a little bit. And the club manufacturers, they don't want to spend a bunch of money on the PGA show and bring people in and do all that stuff just to get them sick. So what they've done is they've changed their business model for the showtime and the money they were going to spend on the show. Now they're doing other marketing type things with it. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Yeah. Like Callaway's doing that big, uh, that big video show. They got uh, Amanda Balionis yeah. and, and all of their, uh, their, their PGA pros will be in on it and uh, it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun watching. A lot of other companies are doing stuff like that. But as we alluded to, or actually we, we came right out and mentioned that uh, Jeff is, is now uh, added a, a monthly column, a, a monthly piece to uh, to golf magazine at golf.com and other places. Um, and he's going to be talking about household items that can help your golf game. We have, we have now and again come back on a few things, but I think this, this might be a good time to revisit your nine cents for better golf. You know what? I'm going to actually lead with that one. That's okay. going to be the first one that I put out is the nine cents to better ball striking because, you know, everybody's got nine cents. Yeah. Right. If you're a golfer and you don't have nine cents, that means you haven't cleaned out your car in a little while. <laughs> or the right? couch. You Open haven't the opened couch up cushions, the sofa <laughs> and dug them out. Right. But so here's what we do with the nine cents. Right. So. John, let's imagine that you have a space in your garage. Like most of us as golfers, we clear out some space in our garage, right? We, mm-hmm. we leave the, we back the car out and we somewhat look at that gigantic space the car used to be in and went, huh, I could put in a net and a little <laughs> mat and I could make my own little personal driving range right there in my own garage. Right here. Yep. And, and they go do it, Right. Well, then they go get themselves a mat. Now, let me suggest what kind of mat y'all go out and get. The cheapest possible thing that you don't even know about. I mean, you know about it, but you go to one of those big box stores and you go get the doormats. You know, those ones that are neoprene rubber and squishy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you get a couple, three of those, right? Try to imagine standing on one and hitting off another one. And if you didn't feel like that was thick enough well then just go get two to stand on and two to hit off of and then it's thicker yeah but it's soft where it lands on the club so i would go do that now here comes the nine cents part so here it is john you take four pennies and you line them up in a row down the target line okay and then you take some others 
you move about five inches apart down the target line again. So you got this little track that you can swing through. About only eight cents. Uh, right. And then you take one of them and you put it right smack in the middle of those two lines. Ah, uh, the ninth cent. The ninth cent is right there in the middle. Now, what are, what are you learning here? You know, you think about it. If you take away the ninth cent for a minute, you just got this little empty space. So it's very clear that you could swing between those right mm -hmm. down that line. And then all of a sudden you could create a path. Yeah. All right. Well, what if you put the ninth penny right back in the middle of that and you still see that path, but then you also see where the club lands because you're going to land it on the penny. Right. Right. Smack in the middle. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you're like, okay, now I get the point. I'm only going to hit one penny. I'm not going to hit the other ones. Uh, but what if your path is off, John? You're going after that one penny dead in the middle, and you clobber the two back pennies on the inside and the two forward pennies on the outside along with that middle penny. That means your swing path is going too much from inside to out. Right. Well, what if it's the opposite? What if you hit the two back pennies on the outside and the one in the middle and the two front pennies on the inside? That would mean... That you're clobbering it coming from the outside in. Right. So there's feedback all over the place with this. Yeah. So here's another thing you get to learn from nine cents. So we've talked about you get to work on your path. You get to work on your landing spot. But because you put them only about five inches apart, that's barely enough room to get a club head through. Mm -hmm. Right? Because club heads are about, most irons are about four and a half inches long. Okay. Okay. So if you got four and a half inch club head and then you got a five inch space, that means you got about a quarter inch of racing room on each side, don't you? That's right. Yeah. So that pretty much tells you that anything like a golf ball, or in this case, that center penny is in the middle of that. You're going to hit the center cut of that club face, which you want to do anyway. So you can work on center face contact, landing spot of your club and swing path. All with nine cents. Plus so the, everything that goes on in the impact interval, you get to fix. Right. With nine cents. With nine cents. It's awesome. After the, the $4.32 you've spent for the uh, for the mats. Yeah, but, you know, everybody's already got that because they're, built, they're building the thing in their garage. Yeah. So let's say you're not going to build the thing in the garage, John, and you're just going to do it in the den. <laughs> so here's a thought for you. Put something on the wall that'll catch those pennies. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to embed into the wall. <laughs> Promise you from personal experience that pennies, albeit softer than the face of the club, are still hard enough to stick into a wall instead of bouncing off. I, I, I have a new home, bought a new house, uh -huh. I'm still in the process of moving in. My brother-in-law was helping me move a few things last week, and he took a look and opened up the door from the family room into the garage and just looked at me and turned around and went, this is the biggest freaking garage I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> John said, because I wanted a range. So, so yesterday, he said, you know, if you kept one of your Jeeps outside... <laughs> There'd be so much room we could put a golf simulator <laughs> in here. <laughs> Oddly enough, he went, huh, I never thought about that. And I told him, I said, hey, 
when whenever you're ready to bring it over, I'm ready to keep one of the Jeeps outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way of saying, I'm really glad you thought of that. I'm really glad you're paying for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you buy, you can do it, buddy. That's right. Um, but, I don't but, even mind if you're in here at 10 o'clock at night hitting balls <laughs> in my garage. But there, I, I've seen some ads recently too for some very uh, realistically priced. Yeah, uh, you know, forty four hundred dollars. Yeah, for an enclosure and the screen and the software and the whole nine yards, man. Yeah, yeah. Just a matter of whether you're getting the right stuff. You know, if you're getting accurate or not, that's great. Yeah, there's some that are working. There's some of them that are just pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I have to do a little research on that. Um, the I mean, it, it is the other end of the gamut, though, from what you're talking about. Yeah. It's it's totally high tech, uh, where for nine cents. You get a lot better. Because, you, you, you know, I mentioned this to a, to a buddy of mine, too, after I had done a, a exercise similar to this at your golf cave. Um, if you can hit a penny, center face contact on a penny, it should be no problem doing it with a golf ball. That's right. Because <laughs> it's smaller and you're hitting the bottom of the spot. So I got one thing to remind people of, right? Earlier I mentioned it, but I want to make a big point about this. Pennies are softer than the face of your golf club. This is my official disclaimer. Okay. Do not test this with quarters or nickels <laughs> because... They're a little bit tougher metal, and I think your club face is about to pay a price with those. So listen carefully, folks. Nine cents. Not nine quarters. Not nine nickels. Okay? Not, not nine pieces of whatever change you have in your pocket. No. Let me promise you that I know for a fact that pennies are softer than the face of your club and you will not be mad and this is my official disclaimer so if you thought you heard something else you are mistaken (laughs) we got more we'll be right back neil michaels here and i want to be clear i don't know beans about crypto but i found a youtube channel called crypto with james and it caught my interest Turns out Crypto with James has over 15,000 subscribers and 1 million views. So, wow! James is cryptocurrency expert James McMahon, and he has a history of success in crypto. His site, CopyMyCrypto.com, shows you the actual cryptocurrencies that he owns, so you can either learn or simply copy what he does. For example, James's top pick for 2021 is a coin called Phantom, and it's currently up over 440 times from when he first mentioned it. Holy crap, do that math! Now you can join the 1,300 members who learn or copy James by going to copymycrypto.com slash golfguys, and golfguys is just one word. You'll find proof of everything I've said. And now, those Weekend Golf Guys listeners can join for just $1. You won't find this offer anywhere else. That's copymycrypto.com slash golfguys and join today for just $1. Okay, it's us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And uh, we are, uh, we're, we're giving you a little bit of a, a heads up, a little uh, look into the future of some things that Jeff will be uh, having published at golfmagazinegolf.com. 
some some helpful some helpful tips on how you two can get better using stuff you already have at your house. Yeah, now we've talked talked about the the nine cent drill for for better swing plane for for path at the bottom, right? Because you yeah. can see where your club went at the bottom. You know that one place where we really care about it. Right. right? Yep. We saw so that's path at the bottom. We saw landing spot because you're going to land it on the one penny in between, right? Yep. And center face contact because you're not going to have those pen, those two rows of outside rows of pennies. So, yeah. so why you can't drive a truck through it? Right. And again, remember pennies. pennies. It's not. It's not because he's cheap, although he is. Well, it's not because part of he's it. cheap. <laughs> it's because pennies are softer than your club face and yeah. will not will not scratch, ruin, dent, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. So, so now, I got mo. We got mo. What? Where we go from here, man? So simple stuff, stuff you already have at home already. Right. Car wash sponges. Okay. Huh? Those those big fluffy jobs. Yeah, those big fluffy fat jobs that you wash your car with. You know, you got a little bucket of bucket of Mm -hmm. water out there. Got a little soap. Got a little squirty stuff. Boom, 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 all over the car. Yeah, those things. Yeah. You know what? I got them at the dollar store. Yeah. Guess how much they cost? About a dollar. About a dollar. (laughs) I know. It's awesome. Stuff you got at the home, right? Right. What do I do with that? Oh, I do a lot with that. All right. So let's talk about the things that I can do with a sponge that makes it really obvious. Okay. So let's say, John, for example, you happen to be a guy that swings, let's say, over the top. Okay. Your club chucks out out in front of your body up at the top and you pull it back down across your body down at the bottom. And you don't want to do that. Okay. And you need something to help train. Right. All right. So here you are and you got your, uh, you got your ball. Okay. And you got it down the regular spot for you to swing at. Okay. And on the outside of that ball, but yet toward the right side of your body, you're going to take one of those car wash sponges and you're going to put it just on the outside of that ball, but you're going to stand it up. Okay. Laying down flat. You know, those couple thick, couple inches thick, right? But we yeah. want to stand that bad boy up on the side of it, so it's now about four inches high. Okay. So it's behind your golf ball, but on the outside of your golf ball. Okay. How far? How far outside? Oh, I put it about an inch to okay. inch and a half, right? So okay. that way you can hit the center of the club face without hitting the sponge, right? Right. Right. Okay. So um, when you start swinging now. It's pretty obvious because you got this large and ominous yet harmless thing on the other side of your golf ball, and you don't want to have your club coming from that side, or you'll clobber that sponge, won't you? Yes, you will. Well, we're interested in clobbering the ball without the sponge, so that means it's going to have to come from either straight down the target line at the back of the golf ball, which is all right, Mm -hmm. or from the inside, which is what an awful lot of us really want to do. Without clobbering the sponge, we clobber the golf ball. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing something that actually affects the path, not just, you know, mentally seeing the path and giving us intention. Now this one, we've got intention, but we've also got something that helps guide us to okay. say, hmm, don't go over there. Yeah. Let's come from this way. And it's amazing how well people do when they're training something, when they're trying to avoid a large and ominous object. <laughs> but yet, since it's a sponge, 
we know that no matter if you clobber the thing or not, you're not going to get hurt. Right. So that's why I like some sponges. Okay. So there's one way, right? Yeah. And then sometimes I use that sponge exactly where it is and I put down a second sponge. Okay. And I put it on the inside of the golf ball, but about an inch in front of the golf ball. And this one I lay down. Okay. Now I'm going to come at it again from the inside and I'm going to help steer that club going down the target line so it won't clobber either sponge. And you've got one sponge on either side of the golf ball. That's right. But the okay. one on the right side, the one behind the ball is on the outside and it's stood up. And right. the one on the front side of the golf ball is on the inside and it's laid flat. Okay. Now, why do I lay that one flat? Why don't I stand that one up? Well, I have a hosel and a shaft. Uh-huh. So when I swing through and I hit the golf ball, that hosel and that shaft are on an angle up toward my body. Right. If that sponge was standing straight up on the side, like the one behind it, You'd hit it, I would be clobbering the sponge. And then I would think that I was swinging inside, pulling it in. Even though I hit a clean shot, I would think that because I clobbered the sponge. Right. But I would have been doing it with the shaft and the hosel and not the swing direction of the head. Gotcha. Okay. So that's why the one on the front is laid down. But it's so the same way. distance away from the ball as the one in the on that's the other right. side. That's right. Okay. a little over an inch, inch and a half, right? Okay. So you've got plenty of racing room. Now, here's the here's the fun part. When you first start doing these and lay the sponge down, it's just a swing between the sponges drill, right? So that mm-hmm. way you're kind of guiding your swing. And so it's a little bit like the pennies, except with a little bit of consequence. And the consequence is, is running into the sponges and having to put the thing, chase them down and put the stupid things back. Right? <laughs> so now there's some, now there's a little bit of, I don't want to do that because I don't want to pay that price. And now there's a little bit more concentration because I don't want to pay that price. Right. Right. So now we've got a little bit of extra concentration going on. And then we're going to stick a ball in there and see that it works at full speed with a golf ball. And now you're like, yeah, okay. And this thing builds confidence because you hit a ball and not a sponge. Now, now, have you already, because you put the ball in there, have you already determined that you're pulling out the car and you're putting a net up? Or, well, yeah. Or are you, I've or are you using it? As soon as I put a ball down inside, something's got to stop that ball. Yeah. Or are you I was using a ping pong ball or something? Well, sometimes I use ping pong balls because they don't break anything. Right. 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 We've talked about this ad nauseum on our show, which in this case, we like ad nauseum. (laughs) Right. But if you use a ping pong ball, keep in mind, the ping pong ball will pay the price, but not the wall. Right. Not the TV, not the lamp, not the not the picture of your mother-in-law, unless, of course, it's perfectly situated on the wall where that happens to be the target. But I didn't say that. You did. (laughs) That was John Ashton. John at those weekend golf guys.com. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so sometimes they use those foam balls. You know, oh, those yeah. really uber squishy foam balls. Yeah. So here's an idea with those foam balls wash them and then dry them off, squeeze all the water out of them and let them sit for a couple days. Because if you don't wash them, they leave a little residue on the wall uh, in the shape of a golf ball the voice and some dimples <laughs> right it's just residue right it's not a dent yeah 
but there's evidence that you hit a ball into a wall and somebody's going to see it and they're coming after you. And there's still going to be some splaining to do. So there's going to be some splaining to do, Lucy. <laughs> right? So do yourself a favor. Wash those foam golf balls, you know, and then let them dry out because you don't want water splats all over there either because that's just as much evidence, right? <laughs> all right. So we got more to do with sponges. Okay. All right, John, you're going to practice with your driver now. Ooh, okay. Right? So here's what we're going to do with those sponges. We're going to take one sponge okay, and we're going to set it out in front like we're about to hit a golf ball, except we're going to hit the big flat side of the sponge. So it is the face of the club is coming in and striking the big flat section of okay. the sponge. All right, so the big flat section is facing backwards, the club face, right? Where you'd normally tee up your golf ball. That's right. right. And you're going to put it right there. Okay. And you're going to swing and smash into that sponge. Yeah. So what's the big deal here? What do you mean? Mm -hmm. We're just going to hit a sponge. What's the point of hitting a sponge? All right, a couple things. Sound. Okay. If you come in and hit that sponge with your driver and the face is straight, it makes a louder sound than if it comes in on an angle, in which case the muffled sound comes out. Ah. So if your face is twisted to the left or to the right, open or closed, mm-hmm. and you smash into that sponge, you get a muffled sound. But if you come in dead square, you get a nice thwack sound. I love the thwack. So now you've got some feedback of did I at least come through with my face pointed in the right place that I want? Right. That's pretty nice feedback. And it's and it's simple. Right. I mean, it's it's, it's a one really sponge in a in a swing. Right. So here's what I do with the second sponge. Okay. Okay. So now this is a fun one because the sponge doesn't feel like it's much at impact, but there's this little thing that you hit, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not as heavy as a golf ball. Right. But what if I put the second sponge right behind it? What do I have? Two sponges. Double sponge, right. (laughs) I got double sponge, right? It's not quite a sponge sandwich, but I got double sponge. Right. All right, so I've got a little bit more feel at impact, but I really don't have a lot of resistance unless I do what we do with sponges and I go get that second one kind of wet. Aha. And now it's a little heavy. Now, this is not the sponge that I'm going to hit. Because no. otherwise, I get a little one. spray. Yes. <laughs> so what I'm trying to do is put the dry sponge on the front and the wet sponge on the target side on the back. So that way I've got more resistance just because i got a little bit of water weight there. Right. But uh-huh. I only have it in the back sponge. So I still get to hear my thwack and I still get to have a little bit of resistance because of the weight of the second sponge is a little waterlogged. And you still get the feedback and you still, still get, get the feedback that, that your your club face is... That's right. Strength or or errant. So I'm oh. spraying less water. I'm not saying no water, folks. <laughs> I'm spraying less water if I put the second sponge behind the first one, the one that I'm going to hit. Okay. Remember that. This this another the caveat. Pennies right. on the first one. Wet sponge in the front on the second yeah. one. We've right. got more. We'll be right back. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys. The great Arnold Palmer once said, Golf is deceptively simple and endlessly complicated. 
This quote applies to investing, too. It sounds easy, right? Invest your money and watch it grow. But 90% of the people lose money in the stock market. Just remember, you can't control the markets, but you can control your risk. So how do billionaire investors control their risk? They diversify their portfolios with alternative assets like blue-chip art. In fact, many billionaires allocate 10 to 30% of their entire portfolios to art. The simple fact is that blue-chip art prices outpace the S&P 500 by 164% from 1995 to 2020. That's why I was so excited when I found Masterworks. This alternative investing platform lets you invest in paintings by legends like Andy Warhol, Monet, and Picasso without spending millions. Over 300,000 people have signed up, and if you want priority access to their newest paintings, you need to log on to masterworks.art weekend. That's masterworks.art weekend. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclosures. Attention anyone who is impacted by the current pandemic and has $2,000 or more in credit card debt. If any credit card companies extended your credit with attractive interest rates or low minimum balances, and now because of it, you owe thousands of dollars in credit card debt. Here's some really great news. It happened to millions of people at no fault of their own. But thanks to a powerful program now approved, anyone with $2,000 or more in credit card debt can cut their credit card payments up to half and reduce reduce or eliminate interest charges altogether. That's right. Our nationwide nonprofit program is helping U.S. residents cut their credit card payments. We've helped over half a million people with their credit card debt, and now we can help you. Bad credit card debt happens to good people. Get free of credit card debt today. Call Credit Guard of America now at 800-672-6925 to see how this powerful nonprofit program can work for you. The call and information are free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800-672-6925. It is us this weekend, golf guys. Back again, I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. These uh, suggestions will all be appearing in golf magazines throughout the course of the next 12 months. Jeff is uh, going to be a, a, a guest columnist. But Well, columnist, I don't know. Uh, whatever. He's going he's gonna to be a contributor. Well, they're calling them pieces. So does that make me a piecist? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> that sounds kind of funny, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't write, even, we wouldn't even try that one. Because <laughs> I'm not sure if it's going to fill any column inches or anything, right? Yeah. Well, but it might in the magazine, depending on how they do it. They might make it in a chunk. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that would make me a chunkist. <laughs> <laughs> we, to recap quickly, <laughs> nine cents help you uh, determine that your swing path is correct. Sponges help you determine that your club face is uh square, at square impact at impact and also yeah. uh, again can also be used to to check the the swing path yeah. the direction of your path and yeah. now we're going to talk about ribbons and ropes ribbons and ropes yep we're not going to decorate people or hang them we're going to use them for golf okay all right so let's talk about ropes okay ropes are fun all right so everybody's got some rope at home so i tell you what John, I want you to go get up and go out to the garage and go get some rope, okay. right? And and maybe you've got a, I don't know, 10, 20-foot section of rope. And it, and it's about, I don't know, the same kind of rope, about as big as your round as your finger. Okay. 
something like that, half inch, five eighths inch, something like that, about as round as your finger. Okay. And and I want you to go get a you know good 10, 15 foot section of that something, and then double it over a couple times until the total length of the doubled over rope is about waist high, maybe hip high. Okay. So three. Hold three one end. Feet. Right. Hold one end. Okay. And start swinging. Okay. So you swing it back. At the top of the back swing, the rope's going to hit you in the back. So this is a flogging drill. <laughs> right. Self-flagellation. Right. So you're going to um as soon as the rope hits you in the back, that's when you begin your downswing and it makes you use your body first. Cause you can't just push a rope. This is true. People try to push on their club and swing from the top and they go, ah, and they try it out there with their hands and they screw themselves all up. Uh-huh. Guess what? Can't swing do that a rope. The second that sucker hits you in the back, turn and start going forward and swing it like a golf club. And next and thing you, you have, know, you have the to move sequence of events, right? Certain parts of the body have to move sooner and better than others. Yeah. Right. The lower has to start the downswing. So it's a, a twist of the lower. You know, you've you've seen it in other places where the either the left foot, if it may be up, the heel goes down, the knee starts to move, the hip starts to move out of the way and the rotation of the lower body. And that helps the rotation of the upper body come through. The torso comes through winding toward the, the ball. The arms come down at that point and the hands throw at that point. Next thing you know, they happened in the correct sequence. Mm hmm. And that's a power sequence, folks, because you lose all kinds of power when the hands go first. So get yourself a rope and start swinging. Swing it back, make a back swing, let the rope hit you in the back. And as soon as it hits you in the back, just turn and go. But be prepared for that rope to hit you on the way through, too. (laughs) (laughs) So I got a suggestion for everybody. Put on a couple layers up top. Uh Right? Like right now it's winter time and we're all wearing layers and maybe the top layer ought to be something a little soft. Because uh-huh. otherwise there's going to be some marks on the back there. There's a little thumping going on. Got one yes. shoulder blade getting smacked on the way back and the other shoulder blade gets smacked on the way through. Right. But I'll tell you what, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's not just self-punishment. Oh, I'm not worthy. Slap, slap, slap. Nope, it's not that. <laughs> Would would you like maybe use the electrical tape or something to? So I've done that, right? So what I've done instead of electrical tape, like I said, double the rope over and kind of grab onto the rope and whatnot, and make a handle, right? Because you're grabbing the rope. Right. What I like to do is I like to go get some gorilla tape. Okay. And the reason I like gorilla tape, I'm not advertising them or anything, but I, I guess I sort of am at this point. Um, is I grab it and I wrap it around there as tight as I can possibly wrap the gorilla tape. Right. So that I can grab it. And it's as if it were a firmer handle on the rope. Mm -hmm. But Gorilla Tape is thicker and more dense. And, you know, it doesn't bend very easily compared to, say, duct tape, compared to, say, electrical tape. Okay. Compared to, say, masking tape, which will tear all up. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So I like Gorilla Tape best. It's thick. It's tough. It's still going to be substantially thicker than any golf club grip, though. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. But it's designed to get your body working and it's not really to deal with the hands at that point. Gotcha. Okay. Right. So as we look at this, I really like a rope for that. All right. Now there's another drill with it, but it's a back and forth and back and forth and back and forth drill 
And that means you're going to be slapping yourself in the back frequently and hard. So I know a lot of people won't use that. So we'll do that with something different because they don't want to just beat themselves up with a rope going, this guy on the radio sounded like he knew what he was talking about, but this hurts. (laughs) I don't think I want to listen to that show anymore. Hey, no pain, no gain, guys. (laughs) We're not going to do that. (laughs) Actually, folks, this is John and I having our own bet to see how many of you will actually do this. (laughs) (laughs) And we want video. (laughs) That's right. I want to see the I want to see the marks on your back. Send it to John at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. We will put it on the website. <laughs> so, um, so the the other stuff I like to do with ropes. All right, so just think of really simple things. I'll lay down a rope about a foot behind the golf ball that I'm hitting. So like one of those little strands of rope, right? I still got the same rope we're talking about. It's about right. half inch thick, five eighths inch thick, about this width of your finger. And I'll put it, lay it on the ground behind my golf ball, not in the line that's going toward the target, but across the line. So I have to miss the rope and still hit my golf ball. And how far behind the ball is it? About a foot. About a foot, okay. Right, about a mm-hmm. foot. So that means I'm not going to be dumping my club down there because I'm trying to miss the rope and move it forward. Right. Right. So if I if I got it back there about a foot behind the golf ball and I'm swinging, I have to turn forward to miss the rope Mm -hmm. and hit the golf ball. Right. Yet another thing that a rope could do for you to make you hit your landing spot better and to have your body turn first. What a good idea. Ropes are fun. Yeah. And you thought they were just for pulling on stuff. Fun with rope. Fun with rope, right? All right. So we got a couple other things we can do. Let's think about a ribbon. Okay. All right. Lots of people need certain kinds of feedback. And almost everybody sees video evidence as evidence, right? Right. People see what you show them. If I saw this in my golf swing, I'd notice it because it was there, right? Right. I am stunned. Even to this day, I've been doing this for a decade plus. I will take a wingspan's worth of ribbon. You know, that little, that plastic ribbon that contractors use. Um, It's, you know, it's like it stretches a little bit before it snaps. Yep. And it's fluorescent. Yep. All right. So I'll go peel off a little bit of that about as long as my own wingspan. So I spread out my arms and I go whoop out there and then I'll just tear a little bit off. And I will tie that ribbon right onto the hosel of my club. Okay. And I will make some swings. And I will see the ribbon. As a matter of fact, I'll even do it through the nine cents that are on the ground so I can see my ribbon trail go right through that little track of, of, uh, t- of pennies that I put on the ground. Mm-hmm. Ah, but I'm smart enough. I'm going to get my cell phone out. Okay. I'm going to put it on slow-mo. We all have it. We do. I'm going to, I'm going to look, find some tripod for your phone, prop it up, do whatever, put it on slow-mo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And if you do that, you're going to catch your entire downswing on where your club head was tracking and you will instantly see it and either not like or you will like where your club's coming from, but it will show you the evidence. So this, this ribbon is now attached to the hosel just, just above where the 
the club head is attached. Absolutely. Right yeah. there. So okay. you'll see what you're doing with, with where you're swinging your shaft and where you're swinging your head. And you'll see where that goes. I'm stunned at how many people I do this with. And they stop worrying about their golf swing. Because when it's in slow-mo and that ribbon is so long and they're swinging it, they can see the whole thing. You could stop it where the club is almost at the club head. And you can see the entire curved arc of the ribbon coming down from the shoulder and going out around in front of the hip and out by the knee and out coming into the golf ball. And they think that they were coming over the top and they weren't because they see the evidence of it and they can stop it and freeze frame it there. And they go, oh, my gosh, I really thought I was coming over the top because my ball was going left. And then they got to realize, oh, my gosh, it's not the golf swing. I guess it's my club face. Club face. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing the evidence that you can have if you look for it. And it's all, it's, it's low tech. It's stuff you already got, right? You already got got the high tech piece, the cell phone. Yeah. Right. But yet, instead of looking at say launch monitor numbers and go, this was coming from three and a half degrees coming from inside to out coming at that ball. And the angle of attack was four degrees downward. Nobody can see those numbers anyway, but boy, can they see a ribbon. Yeah. And I'm stunned at how many people who actually have a way better golf swing motion from the top down to the golf ball than what they even know because their golf ball doesn't go in the right place. And then I fix the face to match their path. And all of a sudden they're hitting straight line shots and they look at me like I'm some genius. I'm like, all I did was prove that one part of this equation wasn't the problem. (laughs) But that is so important because there are so many elements to a golf swing that can affect the ball flight. You have to eliminate the stuff that you don't need to fix. That's right. You got to be able to identify it. Man, let me tell you, when I tell and I show people a slow motion replay of their golf swing and they're tracking the ribbon, I don't have to put any graphics on the screen because they're already there. Yeah. They're built right in and they're real because they were attached to their club. Yeah. (laughs) And they did it just a second ago. And they look at that and they're like, damn, I guess it's not a problem. Like, yeah, "Yeah, I guess not. So be a hundred dollars, please. (laughs) (laughs) And let's move on to what the problem is and fix that. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's just so easy. You make it sound so easy, man. Look, that's my job. You pay me the big dollars on this show. My contract says these dollar bills are oversized, right? My job is to make it sound easy. Right. <laughs> and, and it works. I mean, just, just think about what, what he has said. I mean, pennies. You hit the penny, then the wrong, the wrong one, then you know you need to change the swing path. You, you, you hit the sponge and it goes the wrong way. No, no, no. It's not whether the sponge goes the wrong way. It's how did it sound. What it sounds like. Right, because yeah. the sponge, if you hit a sponge, let's say on the inside edge of one of those weird shaped sponges, you know, that kidney shaped sponge, yeah, yeah the thing's going to fly all over the place. Right, that's true. Yeah, let's not think about where the sponge flies. Yeah, let's right? just worry about what it sounds like, whether yeah. it's, a, it's a, yeah. a definite thump, thwack, or yeah. some, some wimpy little... <laughs> right. Uh, because that that's not good. That is not good, because wimpy little sounds translate to wimpy little shots. Absolutely, they do, don't they? (laughs) They do indeed. Got that one right. Okay, so how to use crap you have at home already 
to play better golf. You got it. We'll be right back. There's more. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang out with us. Anyone who thinks the holidays are the most stress you can ever have has never been on the first tee playing in a group of people he doesn't know with rented clubs. That, my friend, is stress. I've had it, but I overcame it with Ned's CBD. This de-stress formula has been under development for over a year now. And it's great. It's made from the world's purest full-spectrum hemp, features a botanical infusion of ashwagandha and cinnamon and cardamom. Now, ashwagandha helps build your body's resilience to stress. Cardamom and cinnamon make it taste good, plus combat stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. Ned CBD products have over 2,000 five-star reviews. And now for the holidays, those Weekend Golf Guys listeners can get 20% off Ned products with the code GOLFGUYS. When you spend more than 150 bucks, Ned's throwing in some free gifts with every order. Visit helloned.com slash golfguys to get access. That's helloned.com slash golfguys. Get 20% off plus free gifts with orders over 150 bucks. If you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks, waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then, and then the average funeral cost is over ten grand. I don't have that kind of money just lying around. Do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity, and an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies, folks you've heard of. One call, and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now. That's the Final Expense Network at 800-589-0470. Finish well. Make a quick call to 800-589-0470. And we're back for a few more minutes. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there. We are those weekend golf guys. One of eight golf podcasts. Up for podcast of the year across the entire world. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? It is from the Sports Podcast Awards. If you were to go just do a little search for Sports Podcast Awards, you will find the eight golf podcasts listed and vote for the one you like the best. Us. That would be us. Yes. That'd be us. Yeah. Us. Spelled those weekend golf guys. It, yeah. Those other ones don't count. You skip right over them. Yeah. Go right to us. Yeah, you can listen to them once or twice if you want to, but after you vote for us, you can after listen to them. vote for us. Yeah. Right. And then you can come back tomorrow and vote for us again. And the day after and the day after, and you know, on and on creeps on this petty pace day by day to the last eons of forgotten time. So uh the <laughs> the voting ends at the end of February. Uh we had not yet at the beginning of February. So you've got 28 or is it 29? Is this leap year? I don't I know. Don't, I can't keep track. Anyhow, you got 28 days. Uh plus or minus <laughs> to get the something voting. like that right all right okay so again the caveats that we have laid down for you today very simple ways to check your i mean and keep yourself up to par uh you know in the winter time you can do this in your garage you can do this in your den you can do this you know places where you don't have to worry about anything but make sure you use pennies because they will not damage your golf club uh, make sure that you don't hit them toward the wall because they will damage the wall. <laughs> they will do that. I guarantee you. If you use foam golf balls, wash them first 
so they don't leave these indelible marks that yeah. show that you actually used one to hit the wall with. Yeah. And uh, the sponges, just yeah. listen for the sound, man. And the rope, yeah. get some Gorilla Tape, make a little handle out of it. Don't hurt yourself too badly. And then uh, the slow motion uh, smartphone of of your uh, swing with a ribbon attached to the hosel of the club. Hey, 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 what's with the, the you're, you're, you're saying slow motion, but you're not saying it like you're supposed to say it. Slow motion. There we go. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to come out. Mosweekendgolfguys.com. Go there anytime. Follow us on Facebook if you would, please. Facebook.com slash golfguys. We're on Instagram. I think it's Weekend Golf Guys there. And um, anywhere else, probably, but we're, we don't remember where. Um, I think we're on Spotify. Yeah, oh, we're there. We're Spotify, iHeart, all over the place, man. Yeah. Practice now, and then as soon as it gets warm, go play some golf. 